The month of November is now over with in the 2022 NFL season as week 12 has come and gone. It was a weekend with the annual Thanksgiving Day games, a big win for the Vikings on Thanksgiving, a possible new chapter with the Green Bay Packers with their quarterback position, and the collapse of the Los Angeles Rams. It's all here in Bruce Stilled, but first... Let us begin. Hello everyone, welcome to Bruce Stilled. I'm your host Brandon, and for this edition of Bruce Stilled, I'll be recapping week 12 of the 2022 NFL season. It was a week of the Thanksgiving Day games, and also new storylines emerging, and also the collapse of the Los Angeles Rams. It's also the last week in November for the 2022 NFL season, as we're about to go into December, the most critical month of the NFL season. But first, what beer am I pairing for this week's NFL action for week 12? That beer is called Trust the Process, which is a common phrase in football because in the NFL season, season, there is a process all teams must trust and follow. This beer called Trust a Process from Blackstack Brewing in Minnesota is a double IPA that's also hazy. Known for the hazy hoppy beers, Blackstack Brewing partnered with Yakima Chief Hops to create Trust a Process. The end result? A double hazy IPA. This double dry hopped double IPA features some of the stars from the most recent harvest from Yakima, Idaho 7, Idaho 7 Syro, Simcoe, and American Noble Hops, with a hint of Sabro. This beer pours a hazy golden color with the foamy white head at the top. The foam at the top also settles nicely, and the color does sand out to walls at any pint glass. This beer has tropical fruit flavors that contain sweet grapefruit, lemon, ripe crushed pineapple, mango, with a hint of strawberry. There is also a hint of papaya in there as well, but this beer is quickly overtaken by the juicy hoppy flavors. Also, there's no bitterness in this hazy IPA, as the flavors really do come together to form a really nice, fruity flavor for this excellent hazy IPA that takes away the bitterness found in other other IPAs, which really makes this IPA very easy to drink and very easy to enjoy, is a hazy IPA you definitely want to have again and again, a prime product from Blackstack Brewing, with a collaboration with Yakima Chief Hops. This beer comes in a 16-ounce can with an 8.4% ABV. The can art is also amazing, showing a tower on the can with hops in the background from a farm. It's definitely prime beer that definitely says, trust the process, not only in brewing and in football, but also in life. And that beer is called, trust the Process, a double hazy IPA from Blackstack Brewing in collaboration with Yakima Chief Hops. Definitely do check it out. So let's go and recap week 12 of the 2022 NFL season. Starting with the first Thanksgiving Day game between the Detroit Lions and the Buffalo Bills. The Detroit Lions' three-game winning streak came to an end during their annual Thanksgiving Day game in a loss against the Buffalo Bills. By a score of 28-25, the Detroit Lions lost yet another close game as their record now could have been 9-2 had all their close games gone in their favor this season so far. It's a good indication of their potential and what it could be if they had overcome all those close games and those losses and turned those into victories in the past games this season. The Lions are now 4-7, and seven, and it's safe to say their playoff hopes are now finished, as maybe want to start planning towards the 2023 NFL Draft. But they still do have three divisional games left to play. What if the Lions actually win those games? More on that later in the questions segment. As for the Buffalo Bills, they are now 8-3, and three, as they look to keep pace with the Chiefs in the AFC Conference. But this win against the Lions did come at a cost, which could come back to haunt them later in the season, as their linebacker, Von Miller, went down due to an injury that could be 
be seen as a torn ACL, and there is no time frame for a return. Current estimates say it's two weeks, but if it's longer, this could endanger the Buffalo Bills' Super Bowl aspirations. The next game on the list is, is for the second game for Thanksgiving Day, and that was the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. It was a game that was seen as the Odell Beckham Jr. Bowl, and one that set a record in ratings for television viewers. The Dallas Cowboys defeated the New York Giants by a score of 28-24. This was a key divisional win for the Cowboys, but it's also seen as a sloppy win because they could have won by a much larger margin than they did. There also appeared to be a lackluster mentality in the game's final moments on behalf of the Cowboys, as he got cocky in the end, which allowed the Giants to score a touchdown in the final moments. Dallas Cowboys quarterback threw for 261 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions, which could indeed haunt him later in the future, assuming this trend does continue. The Cowboys are now 8-3, while the Giants are now 7-4, as the Giants do remain in playoff contention. Yet, the Philadelphia Eagles still dominate the NFC East, and if the Cowboys do overtake the Eagles in the NFC East, they'll need to win the rematch against them in their Christmas Eve matchup. As for Odell Beckham Jr., he has yet to sign with the team, as it was seen as this game might influence his decision. The Cowboys are trying to hard to lure Odell Beckham Jr. to join the Cowboys, but has been, so far, an ongoing situation. And also, his heart might still remain with the New York Giants. The third game on the list is the third Thanksgiving night game, and that game was the New England Patriots and the Minnesota Vikings. In a nighttime Thanksgiving Day classic, the Minnesota Vikings defeated the New England Patriots by a score of 33-26. Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins threw for 299 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. As the Vikings are now 9-2, as they are now just one game behind the Eagles in the NFC Conference. The Patriots are now 6-5, as their quarterback, Matt Jones, threw for 382 yards and two touchdowns in this game. The Patriots' playoff hopes are also still alive, as given recent events with the New York Jets, they might still have a chance to overtake the Jets by making the playoffs. There is also a controversial call in the game that benefited the Vikings that didn't sit with the New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick. The next matchup for the Patriots will be against the Buffalo Bills, which will no doubt be a major matchup that has significant implications for New England and their playoff aspirations. This now brings me to game number four, and that is the Cleveland Browns against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This was the final game for the Cleveland Browns before the return of Deshaun Watson from a suspension from the NFL. The Browns won this game against Tampa Bay, and an upset win for the Browns by a score 23-17 in a game that went into overtime. This game didn't go in the way that I thought it would, as had Tampa Bay winning this game. Tom Brady for Tampa threw for 246 yards and two touchdowns, while Browns acting quarterback Jacoby Brissett threw for 210 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. It will could be his very last game with the Browns as their starting quarterback before the return of Deshaun Watson. Tampa is now 5-6, as he looked to remain in playoff contention, while the Browns are now 4-7, with the return of Deshaun Watson looming. For the next game, that is, the New York Jets against the Chicago Bears. And perhaps the most intriguing game of the week in terms of quarterback, the Jets defeated the Bears by a score of 31-10. What made this game unique was that both teams were without their main starting quarterback. Mike White started for the Jets as Zach Wilson was benched, most likely because of his comments he made last week after the loss against New England. His replacement, Mike White, threw for 315 yards and three touchdowns for an impressive day. The win does keep the Jets in playoff contention as they're now 7-4, but the question is, how long will Zach Wilson be benched, and will he return for the Jets as a quarterback this season? 
The Bears also face a question how they can add talent to assist Justin Fields, who has proven to be an effective quarterback for the Chicago Bears. This is something the Bears will likely address in the 2023 NFL Draft. For now, though, the New York Jets come away with the win as they remain at playoff contention in the AFC Conference. The question is, can they do it without Zach Wilson? More on that later in the questions segment. For the next game on the list, that game is the Seattle Seahawks against the Las Vegas Raiders. In what I see as NFL Game of the Week, the Raiders went over to Seahawks in overtime in a classic NFL matchup for the 2022 NFL season. The score is 40-34 as Raiders running back Josh Jacobs secured a victory for the Raiders in overtime with an 86-yard run in overtime, where he ran it right into the end zone. This loss for the Seahawks now brings the Seahawks to a 6-5 record as their rival the 49ers have now secured a lead in the NFC West, and I do believe it will stay that way. The Raiders, they're now 4-7 and seven, as they'll face the Chargers next week. It will also be a critical matchup for both teams. Going back to the Seahawks, they will now face the Rams next week in what should be an easy win for the Seahawks as they tried to keep up with the 49ers in the NFC West. So right now, in the NFC West, it's between the Seahawks and the 49ers in terms of who will win that division. But right now, I do believe that will go to the 49ers. The Seahawks are a good team, but yesterday's loss against the Raiders really did appear to show some weaknesses in the Seahawks' defense. It was a defense of the Seahawks that lost this game for the Seahawks, and the Raiders took advantage of that, securing a much-needed win for the Raiders. Now, the Raiders, they've been having a really bad season this year. I think it's still a transition phase, but I do believe that despite all the talk about Josh McDaniels being fired, I do believe that he'll remain as a Raiders coach after this season. It was a key win for the Raiders, and if they could beat the Chargers next week, that could also change up things in the AFC West. This now brings me to the next game on the list, and that is the Chiefs and the Los Angeles Rams. The Kansas City Chiefs won over the Los Angeles Rams in the game that I once had marked as Super Bowl preview game. The Chiefs won by a score of 26-10. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes threw for 320 yards, one touchdown, and one interception, while Rams quarterback Bryce Perkins, filling in for Matt Stafford, threw for 100 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. The Chiefs are now 9-2, which keeps them as a dominant team in the AFC Conference, along with the AFC West. The Rams, well, they're now 3-8, as their season is not only over with, but their team-building method and their lack of draft capital does appear to make them a shipwrecked franchise, which might lead them to make some rather interesting offseason moves in the offseason, and where some major decisions may have to be made. To make things worse for the Rams, they lost another player in this game with wide receiver Allen Robinson suffering a foot injury and he's now out for the season. This injury now adds to the list of injuries for the Rams who already lost Cooper Krupp and Matt Stafford. Krupp is out for the season but Stafford, he might return but right now that's not guaranteed. So for now the Chiefs, they're continuing to dominate but the Rams, the return Super Bowl champions have, in my view, collapsed. The next game on the list is the Sunday night game. It was actually another great matchup and another classic game. In the Sunday night game, the Eagles defeated the Green Bay Packers by a score of 40 to 33. The game is closer to most part, and the highlight of this game was when Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers left the game due to rib injury that already adds to a broken thumb injury he's been dealing with all season. Rodgers threw for 140 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions right before he left the game. He was replaced by Jordan Love in where we saw probably the most interesting storyline for the remainder of the 2022 NFL season. Jordan Love threw for 113 yards with one touchdown pass in the game, and we also threw for some very impressive and accurate passes. The Packers still lost, but the loss does leave some questions if Jordan Love will be the starting quarterback for the Packers going forward and for the remainder of the season. But what does this mean for Aaron Rodgers? More on that later. Going back to the Eagles, they're now 10-1 and 
as he continued to lead the NFC Conference with the Minnesota Vikings just right behind him. That there concludes my recap of Week 12 of the 2022 NFL season. We saw a lot of interesting storylines develop, particularly the one in Green Bay between Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, along with the continuing decline of the Los Angeles Rams, last year's Super Bowl champions. We shall see how things go in Week 13 of the season. But now, let's go to my questions segment for the questions I have from Week 12 of the 2022 NFL season. This now brings me to the questions segment from NFL Week 12 of the 2022 NFL season. The first one is, despite their loss on Thanksgiving Day, what if the Lions actually win their three remaining divisional games? This could very well happen as the Lions do have three games left in their division to play for the season. If they win all three games, and they very well could, and they also probably win one more game, maybe just maybe the Detroit Lions might find themselves in the wildcard playoffs for the NFC, but it will not be easy given the competition so far in the season. But if there is a team in this season who could make that happen, that team is the Detroit Lions. With their coach Dan Campbell, his fight to the end mentality, they could very well make that happen this season. So the Lions, I definitely do believe they could make it happen. So that's the question I have right now for the Lions, and that is, what if they win all three of those games and possibly another game outside their division. If they do make that happen, we can see the Lions make the playoffs in a wild card for the NFC Conference. So maybe despite their loss on Thanksgiving Day against Buffalo, their season probably isn't over yet. And also, even if their season was over with to begin with, Dan Campbell and the Lions would definitely always fight to the very end, despite how their season might conclude. So, I definitely do believe that it's indeed possible the Lions win all three of those remaining divisional games, despite recent events with the Packers, the Bears, and also with the Vikings. I think all three those games are winnable for the Lions, and they could very well surprise a lot of people by making it to the wildcard playoffs for the NFC, which is a prediction I made before the season started, and that prediction was the Detroit Lions make it to the wildcard playoffs for the NFC Conference. It's definitely a possibility that it's still in play for the 2022 NFL season. Question number two is, can the Dallas Cowboys overtake the Eagles in the NFC East? Well, I'm a Cowboys fan, so it might make sense for me to say yes, but I don't think it's going to happen. Here's why. The Eagles are just too far ahead with wins in the NFC Conference. They're also a pretty tough team. They do have a rematch with the Cowboys on Christmas Eve, but it will be a tough game for the Cowboys, so I don't think it's guaranteed right now the Cowboys will overtake the Eagles in the NFC East. But even if they don't, the Cowboys could still make the playoffs. But for now, I think the Eagles are still going to win the NFC East Conference and probably get the number one seed in the NFC Conference for the playoffs. I just don't think the Cowboys have what they need right now to overtake the Eagles in the NFC East and also the NFC Conference. The main threat right now for the Eagles in the NFC Conference are the San Francisco 49ers, as that team led by Jimmy Garoppolo could indeed overtake the Eagles in the NFC, assuming there is indeed a team in that conference who could make that happen. But sadly, I don't believe that team is the Dallas Cowboys. This is definitely good news for the Philadelphia Eagles and their fans who could look forward to having the Eagles get the number one seed in the NFC conference come playoff time. This now brings me to the third question, and it's kind of a part two from the last question, that is, can the Vikings win the NFC conference? I want to say no on this one. I just don't think the Vikings are going to get enough wins to overtake the Eagles, unless the Vikings win enough games, and the Eagles lose enough games, which would help the Vikings. Right now, as I see it, the most likely scenario right now for the Vikings is either 
the number two seed or the number three seed at the worst. I think the Cowboys are probably getting number two and the Vikings get number three, but the Vikings will definitely not win the NFC Conference and get the number one seed for the playoffs at the end of the season. But the Vikings are also to get standing right now. They wonder if Thanksgiving Day matchup against the Patriots, which is a big win for the Vikings. But I think going forward, the Vikings do stand a better chance of getting either the number two seed or the number three seed in the playoffs, but definitely not enough to overtake the Eagles. But some good news for Vikings fans and for the Vikings, the Vikings are in a strong position to make the playoffs, which will likely happen, but it will just depend what seed they do get and who their first competitor will be. But to be honest, they might be a one and done team. I still do believe they might be a dark horse to go to Super Bowl and face off against the Buffalo Bills, which would be an intriguing matchup in the Super Bowl should that game come. But realistically, the Vikings, even though they may have a number two seed in the playoffs and be ahead of the Cowboys, they might be just one and done, despite the success they had in this year's NFL season. Question number four is, how would Sean Watson's return from suspension impact the Cleveland Browns season? Now, it's just been announced that Deshaun Watson has been added to the Browns 53-man roster and will be playing this Sunday in their game against the Houston Texans, which will be a very high-profile game because it's Deshaun Watson coming back from suspension and his first game will be against his old team. But what impact will that have on the Browns going forward for the rest of the season? I don't think it's going to have very much of an impact, to be honest, because the Browns lost too many games before his return from suspension. So, even though he might have success on the field and win the Browns in some games, I just don't think it'll be enough for the Browns to make the playoffs, make a playoff run, because in their division, they'll have to contend against the Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals, which right now are doing much better than the Browns. There is also the factor that Sean Watson hasn't played in the NFL for a very long time based on NFL standards. So we don't know right now how he's going to do on the field for his first game back for suspension despite playing a mediocre Houston Texans team. And also going forward, we also don't know how he'll do on the field against the teams the Browns will play for the remainder of the season. So how many wins will Deshaun Watson have for the Browns for the remainder of the Browns season? I'm going to say probably two or three at the most. And that's it. Because I just don't see more wins come beyond that number. The competition AFC is already tough enough as it is. And the Bengals and the Ravens are the dominant teams in that division. But there's also one other factor you should consider as well, and that is what happened with Russell Wilson in Denver. Russell Wilson, despite the high price that was paid by the Broncos to secure Russell Wilson as a quarterback, is not working out too well for the Broncos. And that so far has been seen as very much a lopsided trade for the Broncos. Could the Browns repeat that same blunder on their behalf in the event it doesn't work out for the Cleveland Browns if Deshaun Watson does not perform as expected on the field? Right now, the jury is still out on that one. But we should get an idea on that this Sunday when Deshaun Watson plays his first NFL game back from suspension in his first game against the Houston Texans, his former NFL team. Question number five is, will Zach Wilson come back to the Jets this season as their starting quarterback? Well, the jury is also still out on that one in my view. He definitely lost that starting gig based on comments he made during a post-game press conference and a loss against the Patriots, combined with performance on the field. With the situation right now with the New York Jets, I do believe it might be possible, but it's also not guaranteed. And also, just like past quarterbacks with their former NFL teams, this could be the end of the beginning for Zach Wilson as a quarterback for the New York Jets. Right now, we don't know what's going to happen. As long as he learns from this, if he takes accountability, he might very well get his starting role back with the New York Jets. But if he does, he must back it up on the field with good performance and wins for the Jets. So right now, the jury is still out on Zach Wilson. My next question is, can the Raiders probably salvage their season after the win against the Seahawks? It's possible 
possible. Maybe the Raiders are starting to get something together in their team after facing some struggles earlier in the season then went all the way to midseason. This win against the Seahawks is a big win for the Raiders and maybe they can use that momentum they gained from it to win against the Chargers in their matchup against the Chargers in Week 13. A Raiders win against the Chargers in Week 13 could be the key to building momentum going forward, but can the Raiders sneak into the playoffs? I definitely don't see that happening, but despite not making the playoffs, I do see the way the Raiders salvaging their season and walking away with it with some sort of success by overcoming adversity just like they did the last season despite not making the playoffs. By defeating key teams in the rest of their schedule and also racking up more wins, that could also give them momentum going into the offseason and probably even into the 2023 NFL season. So I do believe it's possible for the Raiders to salvage their season somewhat for the remainder of the season. It'll begin in week 13 when they face off against the Los Angeles Chargers, which would be a key AFC West divisional matchup. The next question is, where do the Los Angeles Rams go from here? This team has fallen apart. Their season is clearly over as they keep losing and losing. Also, some breaking news, it has been reported that Aaron Donald has also been injured as well, so the Rams might be without their key defensive player going forward for the remainder of the season as Aaron Donald appears to have an injury of his own. It's just the Rams keep having injury after injury this season, and a lot of bad incidents have happened to this team despite the fact that they're returning Super Bowl champions. Their super team method definitely did help them build a Super Bowl team that won last year in that game against the Bengals, but right now for this season, it's definitely not working as the Rams are now in a very bad spot right now in terms of what they do going forward for this season and also maybe even beyond. They have a lack of draft capital and also cap space could also be an issue as well. So what will the offseason look like for the Rams because right now the Rams appear to be in a mode right now that despite the season still going on, with plenty of football yet to play, their main focus right now may be in the offseason and beyond. But will the Rams continue the super team method with building their roster? That there's a question to have for the Rams right now and that is, what method will they use to build their team? Will it be the super team method or will they go back to a more traditional method with building their roster going forward? This is definitely something the Rams are going to have to look at in the offseason in terms of how they build their team and also rebuild after the disaster this season's become for the Rams. The next question is, will Jordan Love start for Green Bay in week 13? So right now recent news does have Aaron Rodgers starting as a Packers quarterback in this week's NFL action, but maybe that could change because the injury Aaron Rodgers had with the ribs and also playing with a broken thumb might want Green Bay to reconsider that, having him as a starter and probably looking more at Jordan Love because eventually Aaron Rodgers is going to retire and the Green Bay Packers do need a replacement for Aaron Rodgers. I believe they may want to use this opportunity to look at Jordan Love and see if he is indeed the future of the franchise in terms of the quarterback position. Jordan Love did pretty good actually in that game against the Eagles by throwing some accurate passes, throwing good throws, and also having a touchdown pass as well. It's definitely a good sign that he could be the future of the Green Bay Packers as her next franchise quarterback, but it's just one game and it's also not the entire game as well. The Packers need to find out more from Jordan Love going forward if he is indeed the future. So maybe the Packers could use week 13 as an opportunity to see if Jordan Love is indeed the future quarterback of their franchise. But if they do so, they must bench Aaron Rodgers and doing so definitely grab some headlines and also shift and change the dynamics of the locker room for that franchise. So also there's pros and cons to doing that and also how Aaron Rodgers feel about that. Aaron Rodgers did say he wants to continue playing for the Packers as long as they're mathematically in contention for the playoffs. I don't think they are right now because of the competition in the NFC and that loss against the Eagles definitely doesn't help. So maybe the Packers 
Wars might want to look at Jordan Love to see if he's indeed their guy going forward. The question is, will the Packers make that move in week 13 of the season? This whole issue with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love and what happened at Philadelphia game has already become the most interesting storyline for the remainder of the 2022 NFL season. But the Packers are in charge of that storyline and how will they write the next chapter of that story? We shall see in week 13. My final question is, and this revolves around Broncos coach Nathaniel Hackett and Arizona Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury. Will both of these coaches survive the entire season despite how bad their team has been playing? The Broncos had a catastrophic loss this past Sunday that also showed a blow up on the sidelines between Russell Wilson and West defensive players. And Kyler Murray also made some rather blunt remarks in his post-game press conference after the Cardinals loss. This really does go back to Nathaniel Hackett and Cliff Kingsbury, the coaches of the teams that lost this past Sunday. Will Cliff Kingsbury and Nathaniel Hackett survive the rest of the season, and will they coach their respective teams next season? I say one of them is going to be fired after the end of the season. Will it both get fired? I think that's a possibility, but right now, there's so much up in the air right now because bad coaches in the NFL, sometimes they hang around a little too long. But there's been so much controversy already around Cliff Kingsbury and his role as head coach at Arizona Cardinals. And Nathaniel Hackett, he's only his first year as head coach at the Broncos, but there's been so many issues already from clock management and also with how teams have been performing on the field. I think both coaches right now are on the hot seat. The thing is, will their owners of those teams make the final move to find someone else to coach the Cardinals and also the Broncos? It's definitely a major storyline from the coaching field in this year's season, and that is, how long will Cliff Kingsbury and Nathaniel Hackett remain with their respective NFL franchises? And will their owners decide to move on after the season? That there concludes my questions from the Week 12 of the 2022 NFL season. We shall see how these questions emerge in Week 13, and also how the storylines we saw from Week 12 continue in Week 13 of the 2022 NFL season. It's also the last NFL weekend of November for 2022, as you're now going into December. December is by far the most critical month in the NFL season, as right now we're approaching playoff time, with December being the most decisive month of any NFL season. It's definitely going to be make or break for several NFL franchises in their hunt for the playoffs, as the storylines in December will be key for the postseason and the 2022 NFL season. But for now, that will do for me on this edition of Bruce Stilled. Please do tell your friends and family about this podcast, and please rate this podcast on your desired podcast directory. Also, check out this podcast on Instagram at Bruce Stilled Podcast on Instagram. It's where you find photos of all the beers profiled on this podcast. Also, do stay tuned for future guest interviews and pop culture recaps here in Bruce Stilled as well, with more content to follow in 2023. In the meantime, do enjoy some good craft beer, bourbon, whiskey with some good food as you're now going deep into the holiday season. I'm Hills Brandon. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you next time. And until then, be brewed and be distilled, folks. Cheers. Uh-huh.